You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. That's the best you can do! My name is Alyssa, and we are... Spectre Radio. Do you see the beauty of it? The inevitability? You rise only to fall. You Avengers, you are my meteor. My swift and terrible sword and the earth will crack under the weight of your failure. Purge me from your computers, turn my own flesh against me, it means nothing. When the dust settles, the only thing living in this world will be spoilers. Thank you, Ultron, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. I'm going to show you something beautiful. Everyone screaming for mercy. You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. Strings. How do we look? Well, they're not the 27 Yankees, but we are a dope podcast. What's (laughs) up, guys? Welcome back to Spectre Radio. Andrew's back. Andrew's back! I am in COVID-free since I don't have something that rhymes with free. That would be nice if it was like August 3, but it wasn't. So (laughs) You're just trying to say puke-free since 93. I know what you're doing. Yes, I was. (laughs) Um, Love it. So, yeah, welcome back. Here we are doing uh, Avengers Age of Ultron pod today, and I'm super excited. And I super wanted to be on the Guardians 2 pod, especially because somebody had to say that Black Adam <laughs> was uh, was who that was supposed to be. And it's, it's Adam Warlock. Um, he hasn't dropped this. I'm still no. going with this. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad our research and development team here is uh, so on point. So what's funny? The one is, man team. What's funny is there's a quote in the Age of Ultron movie where um, Scarlett Johansson's character is just like, "Hey, pretending to need this guy really brings the team together. So yes! pretending to need Andrew really brings the team together. But we actually need you. It's that's not the, an act. That's we the funny part." Do. I was listening to the pod and I just started yelling, no, Adam Warlock. And my parents are just like, why are you yelling at nobody? <laughs> I'm like, I, I have serious problems, mom and dad. <laughs> I have serious problems. 
All righty. So Alyssa's going to take us into our movie recap and take it away, girl. Avengers Age of Ultron. The team finally finds one of the last hidden Hydra bases after the collapse of S.H.I.E.L.D. Inside is Loki's scepter. During the battle, the Hydra experiments are unleashed. Who are they? Wanda and Pietro, two teens with magic powers and super speed, respectively. Hydra is defeated and the team goes over the captured research. When Tony Stark and Bruce Banner jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program mixed with a Hydra experiment, things go terribly awry, forcing the Avengers to reassemble. Ultron works with the Maximoff twins and tears the Avengers apart. As the fate of Earth hangs in the balance, the team is put to the ultimate tests as they try and bring themselves together. They battle Ultron, a technological terror hell-bent on human extinction. Ultron's plan to make a more humanoid body out of vibranium with the Mind Stone as its power source backfires as Tony loads Jarvis in there, creating a new hero, Vision. When the twins realize Ultron's plans to destroy the world, they side with the Avengers. Will these battered heroes be able to trust the three newcomers in time to stop Ultron? Or will the Earth face another extinction-level event? Yeah, Thank you, Alyssa, for that movie recap. <laughs> Moving on to our first topic yeah. of Behind the Mind Stone. Stone, stone, stone. <laughs> so did you guys know that Scarlett Johansson was pregnant throughout this movie <gasps> no well, there goes one of mine <laughs> <laughs> I yes. didn't know that oh that she, like gives it so much more meaning she was pregnant during the filming like she especially with, stunt doubles as a result damn especially with like the whole um motorcycle thing no I was gonna say like with um Laura and her baby what's her face isn't that her name? Did I make that up? Who are you talking about? Hawkeye's wife. Oh, yeah. That's her name, right? Laura, yeah. yeah. Wyatt uh-huh. was like, uh, my wife's not pregnant. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, like, is there, is there something that she hasn't told me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's her name, isn't it? I didn't make it up. What's her? Um, Laura Barton, I should say. Sorry. There you go. And uh, Chris Evans was quoted, I never met a woman more happy pregnant than Scarlett. Aw. That's so sweet. That's- that was cute. Um, the director wanted Captain Marvel and Spider-Man to appear in this And movie. there goes my other one. Oh, no! <laughs> this is going to be a, a Wyatt-heavy podcast. I can just feel it. Oh, man. Um, that would have been so cool. Well, it would have been too cheap of a way to introduce Captain Marvel because they were going to introduce her at the end. Like, remember when the new team was being, like, assembled? That's where they were going to put her in. So ra- they were just randomly going to drop her off. And I don't remember how they were <laughs> going to introduce off. Spider-Man, but they just didn't have the Sony contract yet. Because years ago, Mar- before like um, 2008 started, Marvel was broke. So they broke gave out half their characters, like X-Men, the Fantastic Four to FX, or Fox, I think it might have been. And then like right. Spider-Man and Co. Uh, were sent to Sony. So, And then I also read that Tom Hiddleston actually recorded little pieces for this movie but it got deleted out of it like so scenes we, there's deleted yeah, so, scenes of loki mm-hmm. oh, man. i don't know maybe, maybe I don't for know. the dream sequence 
possibly yeah i don't know where you i, I doubt you'd find it on like the, spe- the special after effects you know on the dvd um, i related scenes yeah yeah um can you guys guess what scene took almost a year to complete hmm. um that final battle probably <laughs> that's what i was thinking with like the city so, flying or whatever no surprisingly not so the don't tell me the, the barn ta- scene no <laughs> tony's the, the, house <laughs> the, all our the, guesses um, are wrong <laughs> they are horribly wrong the 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 truck attack scene where the villain uses his um sentinels to intercept and lift that truck trailer <gasps> oh up. in the air yeah and she's yeah, in there that, with the um, yeah the yeah. cradle how do you want me to take it you might want to ask <laughs> we wish you didn't ask that <laughs> yeah the, that took a whole year to wow. animate yeah, but not so for the nice. reasons why you think. The reason it took a whole year is because the animation team was being lazy, trying to stretch <gasps> out the contract for as long as possible. Those bastards. Eh, probably a union. Yeah, and then funny. my last one, the film's trailer broke a record. So uh, on October 22nd, 2014, Marvel released the first trailer for Age of Ultron. Within 24 hours, it reached 35 million views just a trailer it was currently, a highly anticipated movie currently, it has 90 mm-hmm. dang because well, they were expecting it to be even better than the first one so probably why which depending on who you ask it it did do that and then depending Obviously. on who you ask it tanked horribly so correct yeah. so correct. weird well i know you talked about some of the animation but for the visual effects um the visual effects group actually broke down some of the special effects in a detailed post and video that you can see online. And basically it took the team in Vancouver and London to do 314 shots over three months for all of the like special effects. So not like specifically the animation. So that was the only one I had. This one was like very hard to find information about this film online for behind the scenes movie magic and all of that yeah i, I kept right. finding stuff from um like Endgame and everything i was kind of mixed in i'm like we're not there well yet. the it's other just... three avengers movies are like right there's more that press always... on it because they right. like them more generally so yes sure. this was like one of the lower rated mm-hmm. like the one of the worst it was a article i, th- I read about i think it yeah that. i read a few articles that said that and i think it's like because based on what i read and this makes sense the first one was such a slam dunk, such a, you know, grand slam, you know, knocked it out of the park that they were expecting this one to be way better. And I think I honestly, like upon this rewatch, I think it's like close to par with it, but that's not what people were expecting. Right. So it seems worse because it wasn't as good as they were expecting it. In my opinion, there are reasons that this goes to my whole prequel sequel kind of thing that Alyssa kind of tanked me on about the whole Toy Story thing. You know, some people absolutely love the first movie and then think they get worse as, as they go along. So they try to one-up themselves each time they go. Yeah. And obviously Marvel just hit it out of the park with the first Avengers movie. I agree. Mm-hmm. So how do you top the top? By making Infinity War and Endgame? Correct. <laughs> yeah. um, that is I mean, correct. But I mean, like, Star Wars, like, is usually seen as the exception to that rule because usually people don't like sequels. But Episode 5 is actually, like, the highest rated Star Wars yep. movie. And that one George Lucas had very little involvement in. 
every so. person I meet that I ask, they're like, episode five is my favorite. And I'm like, ugh, sing a new song. <laughs> episode six is mine <laughs> and Rogue One. That's okay. So. Episode four or one are my favorites, as we've discussed. Hmm. So everyone can have their own uh, favorites. Yeah, for sure. There's nothing sure. wrong with it. Um, and then Wyatt's uh, wife loves episode two. Yay! We love episode two. Um, Who's we? <laughs> she, she, you ever notice that Alyssa says we love like she speaks for the group all the Thank time you, all and, then the some, time. and like sometimes it's just, just like, a colloquial thing okay in doesn't, my head I'm just like Do doesn't always do mean <laughs> yes. do we really though it's just there, a there thing. are plenty of no. times where we all in fact love that thing and there it's are plenty like, of times where I'm just like it's just I'm like just a thing <laughs> the girls and the gays say where you're like we love we love that like we, we love that journey for me like whatever we're not either of those so well if you ask Laura I uh <laughs> yes if you ask laura andrew is both <laughs> she's in both he's my best groups. gay who's not right. gay <laughs> <laughs> my like i said my dad was, was always like i'm a member of the girls club like i'm on the girls team because i had two brothers so he'd always be on my team no <laughs> oh, that's nice yes it is nice moving on to our next category of what if so i have two one of them is a joke and i will save it for the end after we go through ours so i'll start it off and i'll finish it off so <laughs> I wonder if the, my serious one is your joke. <laughs> I hope not because I'm hoping this joke's gonna be. I'm hoping this joke's gonna be good. So the serious one is what if Ultron just kept Wanda away from the vision body he was making and she never would have like you know freaked out and like sure. had them switch sides? Yeah. It, I think it would have been, in oh, my opinion, oh. too late for her to switch sides at that point. What do you guys think? Because I mean, that was like the moment that they changed. So, right. What do you guys think? That she switched sides. You're saying from the bad guys to the good guys. Yeah, because she saw what was, I guess, in in the future or the what's cradle. in store, and she's like, uh, yeah. "Oh, and this touched. is not <laughs> yeah, right." Right, and saw the vision. Right, right. Oof, oof. Um, dang. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they they would have had to reveal that in another way. Like from the cinematic lens, right? Mm -hmm, for sure. <laughs> like they would have to have that revelation in a different capacity. Because um, they wouldn't have trusted her if they came on later. I mean, they may they may not have had a choice. They're like, hey, we need all hands on deck, even though we don't trust you. But I think we would have had a more or a, not a better, but a more inclusive um, final fight. Because, like, Ultron seems to get defeated really easily. That's a lot of people's problem with this movie compared to yeah, the, the comics. Yeah, the minions kind of take over, yeah. Well, in the that's comics, he's, that's, like, his defining trait is how resilient he is and how he's able to keep coming back. So they stretched his character arc over decades in the span of, like, 30 minutes of this movie. Because, like, okay. in the comics, he keeps coming back every couple, however often, with a new body. In this movie, like, it takes place in a couple of days. So, <laughs> I I don't know if they could have won without the twins. And yeah, if they no, didn't absolutely not. And if they didn't get a hold of the body that he was making, there would be no vision. And this was kind of the movie where this one in Civil War is the movie where he does the most in. So mm -hmm. it's I don't know they could have won it without um him either. So it, it would have they would have had to like um kind of break apart Sokovia while it was lower so that right. you know only millions of people died or thousands or whatever and it would have sucked badly so I, I don't know I don't know they could have won personally 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think, you know, we obviously, spoiler alert, lose Pietro. Mm. Um, Sad face. But that just kind of proves like you're then going to lose Hawkeye or the little kid or both. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. You and know this what was I mean? Hawkeye's movie, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. Exactly. Totally agree with you on that. So my what if actually blends really well into Andrew's. So what what if Wanda was actually able to turn each Avenger to Ultron's cause and basically made a whole group of baddies? <laughs> baddies. Eh. We would have lost just, a lot of plot I just hear like the movie. Megan the Stallion eh, when you say baddie. Like, bleh. nobody and- just me. Okay. Like and Sorry. what if this actually had uh, like a true dark ending? Like every Marvel movie has a happy ending, except for um, Infinity War. Infinity War. <laughs> except except for that. But what if this had that level kind of ending? You know, we're almost at the end of Phase Two. They, I mean, or, it, it couldn't have. They would even if it had a. Even if this was the one movie besides Infinity War where they had a bad ending, like a dark ending, it wouldn't have been the extinction level event that Ultron was trying to do because well, we're already going to have a universe-wide extinction event in like 10 movies. So wiping out even half the Earth or a quarter of the Earth would be too much this early. Um, but I, I do think, I think they could have gone in that direction had his plan to not be, you know, what happened to the dinosaurs happened to us. <laughs> right. Um, they could have potentially gone in that direction had this been a two-parter movie. And then maybe like when she touches the cradle and sees like at that moment where she turns her and her brother turn to the good side, maybe that's when she like, you know, gets everyone out of, you know, getting, because if if you think about it, what she does to them is similar to what the scepter does when it touches you. It's not completely the same because it shows, but we don't know what the scepter shows people. Mm -hmm. Remember in the event, the first Avengers movie, it's like Dr. Selvig, what did it show you? What did it show you? So we don't, I mean, which makes sense because that's where she gets her powers from. So that would have been really interesting to see if this would have been a two-parter. That's a good question, Wyatt. Yeah. That could have been, that could have been cool now that you say two-parter because we definitely could have seen, look how what you're talking about with Wanda when she sees, um, when she sees Vision and she mm-hmm. kind of starts, starts to turn. Mm-hmm. You could almost make that the whole second part of the movie to where, okay, now she has to go to each Avenger somehow and turn them back to light side. What's what's funny is making this movie a two-parter um, it will lead into my best and worst later. So we'll talk <laughs> about that. But good. That was a really good question, Wyatt. Yeah, I honestly I ca- struggled so hard on this. Oh, really? I had yeah. so many. That was one of the ones I wrote down that I was not going to share. Was very similar to you of like, what if Wanda like killed Tony out of revenge or like kept him under the spell like the whole movie without him knowing like you're saying mm-hmm. and like brought him to the bad side so i had that similar thought where if she you know at that point we're just meeting her so we don't really know the extent of her powers especially until we get to the end of the movie and she kind of has that moment where she just like loses it when pietro's gone mm-hmm. um where like at that point i don't know if it would have been plausible for her to like control all of the avengers you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and like she's casting her visions on them but we see that it's like a temporary effect that maybe lasts about an hour i don't know Mm -hmm. so um it's an interesting thought to think about the scope of her powers because obviously you know if you watch wandavision 
you get a better perspective of how broad her powers really are and like how powerful she really is. And Um, like the fact that she's probably still developing her powers before she gets to her show where she's like all powerful. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I will, I shouldn't skip over like in infinity war and Endgame. like we see, Mm. like she's also one of the only people that could have probably killed Thanos by herself. Like, outside of captain marvel where was she hiding this whole time (laughs) right 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 and like when she took those two ships and just and just split the red sea like that and killed all those evil like creature things Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like obviously she she had been living at the avengers camper campus in like upstate new york right exactly um and she did literally everything she could so yeah it'd be interesting to see like if these are just natural abilities because like we get a very 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 small taste of her life at the avengers campus in new york in wandavision they have like a couple more scenes about it than we get in this film obviously at the end where they're like oh this is a new team whatever in the campus Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's um definitely possible i would say it's possible for her to control one avenger i don't know if it would have been possible for her to do that with after just losing her brother yeah, Especially and even, even before that, like to your point, like if she's not turning and she's still on the side of Ultron, like, you know, maybe her connection with her brother makes her even more powerful. And while he's still living, like that is a good thing. And then she's obviously a bit more like unhinged when he dies. So I don't know. It's really crazy um, to think how much she loses at such a young age. Like, cause like they're supposed so much, to be, yeah. they're supposed to be teenagers or maybe young twenties. So even by the time you get yeah, to her show. Yeah, they definitely look very young. Yeah. Yeah. Even by the time you get to her show where like she's going through losing vision, she's like redonkulously young. So what she has to go through is just crazy. Right. Yeah. Why you watch WandaVision yet? No. We're spoiling everything. You better watch. It's a- uh, it's, at this point, it's whatever because it's been out for what? It's months? so good. You would like it. Laura would oh, like no. it. I'm sure I'm I'm binging other TV TV shows right now, so I need to finish those before I can go back right. into it. Well, this is your homework because we're gonna talk about it more. Just well, I, I I got time. I'm good. Okie dokie then. All right, so I guess I'll ask a couple of mine because they're kind of short and funny. Um, and you kind of heard the one that I had in my notes that I was not playing on asking, but, um, what if one or multiple people broke their arm trying to lift Mjolnir? <laughs> <laughs> like I was just waiting for that to happen. I love like, that. I just... Like cap almost lifted it. And then you see how like nervous Thor gets. And, and I, so... I read that the reason he wasn't, worthy yet is because he didn't tell tony that bucky was the one who killed his parents because he knew that at that point um because because in winter soldier when um the algorithm that's zola is showing him like newspaper things that hydra did yes and that the winter soldier was responsible for oh right it it showed the newspaper of his parents dying specifically howard so they they were saying i don't know if it's a theory if it's confirmed but that's why he wasn't worthy is because he didn't confess. Yeah. And he was kind of carrying that. Like, I'm sure he felt guilty that he didn't confess right, that. Right, right. So, Did you so, know why Spider-Man's not worthy? Because he won't kill. He won't kill anyone. 
So and you have to be able gonna, to kill if you're gonna to defend, defend Asgard. Yeah, you have to kill someone. Yeah. So Andrew, you'll, have, you'll how, have to be able to kill someone. Excuse me. How come Vision can wield it just fine? Is it just out of pure strength, or because he has? Um, no, strength doesn't matter because I I wouldn't say that Vision is all. Even if he is stronger than the Hulk, I wouldn't say that he's that much stronger. And the Hulk couldn't do it because he wasn't worthy. Um, I would say it's because maybe because the Mind Stone is like the mind stones like neither good nor bad but because like um he maybe because he's it's like a mix of between the mind stone and jarvis and right jarvis he has the is, more like yeah. utilitarian view and he's on the side Ultron of life has. in general right and he's willing to kill if he has to but he doesn't want to he specifically said he has no desire to kill ultron but, but he has to he's not on the side where ultron wants to be noah and just start all over Ask or no. be God and start all over. Right. Exactly. So yeah, the distinction is there. So, so who's breaking their arm? What do we think? Well, it's funny you say that because Jeremy Rayner broke both of his arms in that tag movie. Um, what? I think that was before one of the later Avenger movies. So, so he's like, he goes, the guys at Avengers are never going to let me live this down because I'm the guy, you know, actually my own, his, his current set mates on tag, didn't let him live it down because they're like, you've been in how many Avengers movies and you break your arms playing tag. But he did like dive out a window or something like that. Yeah. So like it was very plausible that he broke it. Um, I'd say with the amount of times that Hawkeye uh, gets injured and they like, <laughs> I, I'd say, I mean, I'd say that he knows his limitations so he wouldn't try that hard. I think Tony would definitely break something uh, trying to, trying to, you know, pull the ruler out basically. Um, because Tony's ego alone. That's why. You, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say Tony for sure. I think Rhodey's a little too smart to, to hurt himself like that. <laughs> um, yes. Cap's not breaking anything. He's peak human physical strength. He'll be, he'll be all right. I'm surprised that we didn't get um, Black Widow trying, trying her. I'm not. She said, exa- she said exactly why. She's like, oh, that's not a, a question I need answered. And then you find out later why it's because how she views herself based on, you know, kind of like what they said in the last Avengers movie, she has read in her ledger, all the bad thing that she, that she's done as well, yeah. a Russian and assassin. Like as a woman, you know, just speaking from like my own experience or like talking to other females that I'm friends with, like a lot of the times, if you can't have children, you might not feel worthy as a wife or a human being like, and she can't have children, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was sterilized. So there's another layer to her being pregnant in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how much, how much more real emotion was probably injected in those scenes where she's talking about how she can never have children. And like, she's, you know, about to become a mother herself she's, and probably scared and thinking child. about all those it things. It makes her right. really compatible to Bruce because like Bruce said, he goes, do the math. I physically can't like in the Hulk movie, if he gets too excited, you know, <laughs> it's not going to work out too well. So, you know, him as a man probably <laughs> who wanted <laughs> him as a man who probably wanted children knowing his character, you could tell like he wanted to be a father if he could. So like, it's, I don't want to say that it's not just women, but like, if sure no certain, absolutely yeah. so that, that but makes yeah them i'm just thinking that, that could be that um her alluding to that right because she yeah. doesn't outright say it to him until the very end mm-hmm. and then he just like 
you know, gets the heck out of Dodge. Like I thought that scene was really face. well acted. Yeah, um, my so cousin, sad. so my, my cousins who are girls did not like that scene because at first they misunderstood like what she was saying. They thought she was calling herself a monster just because she couldn't have kids. And I was like, no, it was a combination no. of all the things right. that she's done. And then her feeling. Well, yeah, they less worthy. Because right. They flash through the flashbacks memories so quickly that you're yeah. not really getting the full context of things. And then obviously, you know, we're getting the full story or maybe still not even the full story, a Probably better not. perspective of the story in Black Widow. If you see that, I still have film. to see that. It's good. Um, can I it. do my joke? What if? Yes, please do it. OK, so what if. Uh, so a- Agent Wu from Ant-Man. Yes. You know, his name is Jim. Yes. So what if him and Dr. Strange were in this movie? So that way Ultron could say, why is Jim treating the magician poorly <laughs> from the office? Since it's voiced oh by the same actor. Wow. Uh, really? You didn't think that was funny? I'm very been, proud of myself. For you've that been begging joke. to say this somewhere in the podcast, haven't you? I, no, I came up with it today. Like I was oh, thinking cool. about all the things that I've heard, you know, James Spader say, like I heard, I heard him in the original Stargate movie, you know, I heard <laughs> him in, in uh, the office. So I was looking through his quotes and that came up and I'm like, I'm like, I've got this. I, I got am, this. I am the lizard King. Well, now that you guys didn't <laughs> laugh at my joke that I've been proud at for all day, we can go ahead and just move on. It took some <laughs> knowledge. Okay. It took some brain power for a second. I was like, Jim, it took oh, some yeah, brain power. And you know, what's really Asian great? Jim. Oh my God. You know, what's really great is that, uh, I haven't even seen the whole show and I can still come up with that joke. Not only does he play agent, Asian version of Jim, his name is Jim in the Marvel universe. That's right. Oh my so, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Well, okay. I guess that, that <laughs> totally just deflated that balloon that I had. So, okay. I, I guess I'm just going to no. off myself. No, um, no. Please moving no. on. Let's move on to our best and worst. Whoever's supposed to lead that one. <laughs> well, I was going to say He's so the, one other, the one other what if I had was more of a rhetorical question of what if there was a newscast making Cho a hero? Dang. Because of all that she sacrificed. And I'm like, does this woman ever get acknowledgement? Like, we don't see that. Does she live? Like, I don't think they tell us that either. So I'm pretty sure she lived. I don't know. My, I don't know. My, it seemed like Ultron would have killed everybody. And well, know, no, she, that remember, here. she's the one that's wounded in the on at the lab. And she's like on the floor oh, and, Cap, right, and, Cap, right. and Cap's like, what can I do? And she's like, go, go save the cradle. Like, I'm sure to, they called 911. Right. But like homegirl had a chest injury like that looked serious and yeah, she did and she not ha- look like she was gonna make it but she, they normally so, would show you if somebody made it i'm, I'm thinking that's just an, an afterthought that they forgot to do because i don't could have been think they gave her enough attention personally but i like her character a lot she did so much and does this girl get any acknowledgement do we get a little memorial to her do we get a newscast nothing nothing okay. no they should have they should have done something and had her I, no no she was at the end she was at she was at the end. So you know how like the remnants of Shield were kind of like moving into the Avengers campus. Oh yeah. In upstate New York, she was walking next to Maria Hill. Oh. I forgot about that. So, they should have made a bigger deal about it though. Yes, they should have because of how forgettable that was. But um, yes, they should. Have. Like one more line, one more scene, little dialogue, something. Did because... you recognize um, that agent that was trying to say that the boat number one is stopped, topped, and or or locked? It. He was in um, Winter Soldier. 
He oh, was the one that um, in the control room. Yeah, he was the one who he was like, "Sorry, I I can't do that, sir." Cap's orders because um, what's his name? Crossbones um is like telling him to launch the the satellite or whatever and launch the uh the helicarriers and he's like he won't do it because cap said not to and he's like sorry captain's orders so and i think he gets referenced again in the infinity war movie because you see um right before um as the snap is happening and nick fury goes away he's like talking to hill he goes hey go call i forget his name i think it's like kleinman or kleinberg or something like that he's like hey call him so they were like trying to put a little bit of the shield back together so he evidently made a good enough impression to where they they re- they have him in this movie and they reference him in Infinity War. So good job, buddy. Would it be? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was thinking in the beginning sequence when they have those Hydra like technicians, one of them, I was like, is that Colin Hanks? Like he looked like Tom Hanks' son and I was like, is Colin Hanks a Nazi? What is happening? I right? did look like um it's, Colin Hanks, which it wasn't, is funny because it wasn't he, him, but he was in Band looked, of Brothers as an as a lieutenant yeah, in World War II, so that's pretty funny. It looked like him though. So I was like, mm, I don't know, but that's funny. All right, I guess it's time to move on to our next category of best and worst. So I feel I... like we're going to be split on this one. Ooh, interesting. Oh, gee, as 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 different <laughs> oh, as that gee, is from I, every movie. One's a why. <laughs> I had a long list of notes here, and I'm going to try to be succinct. Um, going to try. That's all I said. Well, that was pretty succinct. Uh, (laughs) I'm not done. No. Um, couple things. So obviously, you know, I'm going to say the comedy and the action. I say it every film. Mm. It's, it's just, it's not mean if it's true. Right. So, um, as my zoom name says right now, one of my favorite lines in this movie was will Thor be there? (laughs) Oh, good. I'm I'm glad that's your favorite line. (laughs) Shut up. No, no, I, I I know, Andrew, I know, I know, but yeah. So, um, I love that because I guess they were, what did, what did they ask her? Like, oh, you want to meet Iron Man? And she was like, no, will Thor be there? No, she, they asked her if they were going to party. And she goes, I'm a very busy person. I don't normally have time for parties. Right. Uh, right. Will Thor be there? Right, right. That's what it was. Um, it's a fair Thor, question. Thor talking to the war veterans instead of Cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Cap was there. So he like probably feels awkward. And like, he's at, another end of the party, like not even talking to the war vets that are there. And like, I think there were Vietnam vets or Korean vets and not there. There was a world war two vet as well. It was, was Stanley's okay. character. I was trying to get all their hats, catch all <laughs> their hats. He, he said, Omaha beach blondie. Right. Right. And then that whole, that whole scene was gold. That whole gold. dinner party. That, that was my that favorite was good, scene. Yeah. And it was very like fun and comedic. And him being like, oh, this is from the cask of blah, blah, blah. The aged and a thousand Stanley, years. Yeah, and Stanley's like, yeah, whatever. Hand it over. That was so great. Um, Don Cheadle telling stories at a party just reminds me of Andrew. <laughs> like, no one's <laughs> laughing. He's like, no one's laughing at my joke. All right, I'm going to this other group and I'm, I'm going to I'm glad you agree that that sounds like me. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking when he said that, I'm like, God, that's me. Yeah, I'm like, this is not an insult. This is a compliment. Oh, absolutely. Um, when Iron Man punches Hulk in the face and he spits out a tooth and he goes, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also me. <laughs> that was very funny. Um, we would have called ahead, but we had no idea you exist. 
I actually quote this movie a lot, like in my normal everyday life. Like if, if I meet someone and, the, and like someone's like, oh, I, I've heard so much about you. I'm like, I would say the same, except I had no idea you existed yep. or yep. stuff like that. Yep. That was great. Um, the action cap throwing the bike, like doing that flip and throwing the bike in the beginning uh-huh. was so good. Mm-hmm. And obviously Andrew, uh, um, just watched what if, so we got mm-hmm. actually the reverse of that, of Peggy throwing the truck at reverse, one reverse. of the reverse, reverse, um, one of the Hydra agents. So that was kind of a cool, mm. like symmetry moment. Um, Thor in the water. Thank you, Jesus. Um, caps, Down, new, oh. caps, new haircut of thank you, Jesus. Um, Ultron the best voice acting like that's apex mountain for mr james spader like Mm -hmm. i don't i mean i i hope he has more work in the future but like that was that was really great um and the dog the dog made it on the boat guys if you were Uh, wondering that was the best moment for me every time i see that i go oh thank god (laughs) thank god God the little puppers made it on let's see i wonder what wyatt has to say he looks like he's eager to share his best I feel like his hot so takes is going you, to be with the negative. You, Alyssa, you named pretty much almost all of mine. Um, I'm a gigantic James Spader fan. Hmm. Um, he's he was he was fantastic in the office. If you ever watched Boston Legal, the mm-hmm. TV show with yes. him and um, William Shatner, where he's a, a lawyer, he's fantastic. His he rants also, are the best part of that show, and he, that's his rants. Those aren't written; he writes those. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Um, Blacklist. He was oh, yes, yes. He was in the 1994 Stargate film, which launched a great uh, couple series. Just saying. Um, and the when I was reading up on on the, on the director on how he picked his cast, and he only had one person in mind for Ultron. And you know, I like to play the game of oh, who else could we pick for villains? Nobody. Nobody I, comes I, close. Yeah. I couldn't think of anyone who could voice it that way in a villainous way, but still be the best voice we've heard in pretty much anything ever. And right. I, I was I was talking to my uh, assistant manager about this, who also listens to the podcast. And I'm like, you know, he speaks with such confidence and authority. Like he knows everything before you even know it. And that that's that's how he is on The Office. That's how he is on Blacklist. He's he's almost for like the a most part. Game, for the most part until he until he drinks. I was, but, I like, was literally he, thinking until the pool party. <laughs> but he's he's literally a human chess piece. He's always uh, many steps ahead. And his fun is letting people catch up to where he to where he uh he is. Um I love the the I call it banter, but I I need to change that word, but between Tony and Steve how mm-hmm. they're starting to kind of build conflict between mm-hmm. them. Yes, it's like a precursor is, to Civil War. Very much so. That's a gold exactly. scene. Exactly. I love that that minor foreshadowing between um, between those two. But Alyssa pretty much stole the rest of mine. So, <laughs> Andrew, what that's do you okay. have left? You had all the behind the scenes, so uh, we're helping <laughs> each other tonight. So, um, the dialogue in this movie, I think in general, is really underrated. Um, yeah, cause like there were so many, like even just like in between conversations that were like really good. So, I mean, like a- as much as this movie may not be like better than any of the other Avengers movies, I think it has plenty going for it. Um, like, especially like the party scene, like we get, um, what's it called? Like, uh, Tony and uh, Thor trying to one up each other with their girlfriends. 
like just how proud they were, but also <laughs> Jane's better. Yeah. Just <laughs> chopping the wood. <laughs> yeah. Chopping the wood was pretty. Don't take from my pile. Um, <laughs> you know, Nick Fury being like, do me a favor, try not to bring it to life. It just like almost every side dialogue was just as good as the regular dialogue in this movie. Um, the dream sequences, specifically Stark and Rogers, were excellent. They were excellent foreshadowing, harrowing, and they harrowing, were yes, yes, they were harrowing, and they also showed the characters really well. Like in general, I don't think that well, I read something that I agree with that I don't think that Joss Whedon knows how to write Steve Rogers because Steve is better in his movies. However, the dream sequence speaks to him well. So he's kind of the opposite of Tony in which Tony's vision, like his legacy was all the Avengers dying and him failing the world and the world's going to be destroyed. That's his legacy that he's afraid that he knows is going to happen. You know, the end, the end of the road that he started them on quote unquote, as he says. So he's dreading a future that he's certain is going to happen. Whereas Steve knows that he can't have his past. So it's kind of it kind of what makes Endgame so good is that Steve, in fact, can have his past back and Tony saved the universe and nobody else died. So it was a future he never thought he could have, but he, in fact, did. And same thing with Steve in reverse. And I agree with you about the scene where they're they're starting to butt heads. Mm -hmm. There was something that I read that. Um, Tony and Steve started off as polar opposites and that's why um, at first they weren't getting along so well in the first Avengers movie um, especially when the scepter is making everyone go at each other's throats a little bit Mm -hmm. so Tony was more of a free agent and Steve was still that follow orders government soldier guy as the movies go on they start almost doing a flip because especially by the time we get to Civil War Steve doesn't really care about what the government has to say. He's tired of being like, hell, he brought down a government agency in his second movie, but his second Mm -hmm. Captain America movie. And Tony Stark is, you know, is realizing he can't do things alone. So he's becoming more of a government agent. So they end up fighting in civil war because the two of them are being like how each other used to be. If you really think about it. Mm. So I, I love that they're really showing that in this. Right. Um, humor was great as we've all said Ultron's voice was great um, as we've all said and we got three new heroes in this movie so and we almost got five so pretty cool <laughs> so that was <laughs> almost it for my best. almost that's true dang all right well I guess we'll loop back around to the worst and I have an equally long list for Same. the worst <laughs> um and I will preface this by saying I actually really enjoy this movie. It's a really fun rewatch. Um, it's very long. I'm like, Marvel, why, God? You think you, all of you, these movies are way longer they than they actually are. are. They are, though, because I'm like, oh, this one's an hour. This one's an hour and a half. And I There go are no watch movies it. that are one no, hour. No, there's not. Okay, Especially but, Marvel. No, there's not. But these old movies that I haven't seen in a while, I'm like, oh, they're probably like 90 minutes, whatever, two hours. And I'm like, there's still an hour and a half left. Oh my gosh. But maybe it's just me starting the rewatch too late at night. <laughs> Could be waiting for it to be dark in my house so I can enjoy what I'm watching. Um, the CGI in the opening sequence, I talked a little bit about the behind the scenes for that. And I know um, uh, why it did too, but it just, 
for 2015 uh, it didn't yeah. it didn't hit the it mark looked a little for me. cheesy it looked like a video game but did um, you did you notice it was one continuous shot i did that notice whole, that opening opening sequence mm-hmm. yeah i mean that was cool but it was like Mm, I feel like I'm watching The Sims. Like this is not. It definitely felt like a like a Call of Duty, like the 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 prelude to the mission that you're about to. Yeah, serve like on. the POV. You know it's like I will agree before, with that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not saying it's uh, the absolute worst thing about this movie, but it's on my list of my worst. Mm. Um, I had the visions on my best list too, but I also have them on my worst because they were so hard to watch because they were so effective. So right, I have right. that I have that on my worst as in a like a they made me uncomfortable, which means they did their job. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like a best and a worst, if that makes sense. Um uh Pietro and Wanda's accents, just horrible, horrible, so bad. They're she, not great. She's so selective on when she uses it, and that's my <laughs> problem with her throughout the entire Marvel universe. You she, and a lot of people. I mean, and like the explanation is, oh, she's becoming more Americanized and she's dropping the not accent. Not in the first is, movie, she's not. Right, but <laughs> she's not. And she's been in America how, oh, I guess, well, she hasn't been in America that long. She's in yeah. Sokovia, but still, I don't know. It just, there's still some Americanized phraseology to what she's saying. And it's just wasn't. And wasn't his great. isn't any better, to be quite no, honest. No, his is really It bad. sounds like a cheesy, it sounds like a cheesy nasally Russian accent. And I'm not saying I have a great Russian accent, but like, I don't think mine's quite that bad. Right. So yeah, not, not great there. Um, let's see. I'm trying to do these in a strategic order. Um, Natasha's hair, again, unrealistic. Like that whole battle, it looks so cool. And like, it was starting to lose its curl. And I was like, okay, sweet. And then we get the like sequence after and her hair is fucking perfect and i was just like nah fam where did she go get a blowout and then come do with the de- debris from this battle no i always prefer her hair just a tad longer than, than her avengers movies anyway but i mean it is what it is yeah i mean she's a super spy so she's going for the, like the sleek short bob kind of thing but no that's just unrealistic i'm like this is like you know when all the glass was breaking in the last movie yeah, or the movie Hawkeye the last not. couple movies. Sorry, with um, Winter Soldier. Excuse me, that was two, three movies ago now. Mm-hmm. But and there were no scratches on anybody. It's kind of yep. the same concept. <laughs> um, you know, a character gets wet. Why are they not wet for another scene? Like that is kind of the same idea. It's like how how is your hair shot for shot during a battle um, looking fantastic? Right. Yeah. I have two more worse for Black Widow. Black Widow saying there's worse ways to go out and where else am I going to get a view like this did not age well. Rewatching that, think about it. Rewatching that was really difficult. Okay, so the city is flying Mm -hmm. and she's saying, they're saying like, oh, if you don't get on the boat, you'll die. Mm -hmm. She's saying, oh, there's worse ways to die and where else am I going to get a view like this? How about on top of a freaking mountain where you have to get the soul stone, will you get a view like that? And will you effing die? I mean, I think she was just trying to be positive. No, I know. But I'm saying in terms of, I'm like thinking, is that something that the writers were planning the whole time that they knew that's how she was going to die? Mm -hmm. And now rewatching, I'm like, ooh, that didn't age well. But like, it's good, right? Because then the pieces start to connect and you're rewatching this and you're like, ooh, that's uncomfortable to think about if you caught the line. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, 
And then the romance between Natasha and Bruce. It was unnecessary. I hated it. It was horrible. Not needed. <laughs> it was completely sexual. Like, let's call oh, it yeah. what it is. Instead of it was like, more we're going to run away together. Right. No. And like, if it's sexual, it's sexual. Let's call a spade a spade. If you want to be friends with benefits, live your best life. We don't but judge. But that's not what they were trying to go for, even though they were doing for. it. Yeah, it was. Right. It could it could have like, been done in a much better way. Let's run away together. And I should have joined you in the shower. And like, those two things are not making sense. That's not the same thing. <laughs> And the whole Tony again with the dirty jokes, like I'm, you, I'm gonna. You two better not be playing hide the zucchini. Yes, yeah. hide the zucchini. I think it was hide <laughs> the eggplant. Um, that was really bad. But the worst thing that Tony said and the worst line in this entire the movie nocta. was prima nocta. Making jokes about rape is never funny, no. ever. It's, te- it's technically yeah, not rape. It is technically rape. It is technically rape. If okay. you're saying I'm the king and I'm going to have sex with whoever I want and you can't say no, prima nocta, that's the rule. Okay. That's rape. That's the definition of rape. So okay. we don't condone that, especially from 2015. That was a, not a good look there. Like they said it so quick and it was like, hee hee, no one will notice. And I was just like, Tony, I get this. You're a playboy. I get that you're crass, but. They could have, they could have done that. You know, they could have said, when I'm, when I rule Asgard, present a chicken to my table. Like they did in the princess diaries. They could have made another joke about being royal and being the, the, the reigning monarch that didn't involve raping the entire village. And that's my last for Half the, the village. <laughs> okay. Well, now the list is done. Her hot take. I'll do my hot take. This isn't an Avengers movie. This is Iron Man 4. <laughs> okay that's actually not as much of a hot take that. as i was thinking i agree at least partly with that because tony caused this to happen i mean tony bruce causes did, a lot of things to happen bruce did not want this to happen and try to push off as much as he could but he helped anyway but he helped anyway um <clears throat> i am not a fan of the costume choice for wanda in this movie why okay. does she have to be in shorts, flowy skirt, and a low-cut shirt? Oh, well, yeah. Fighting. I did not think about that, but uh, the makeup bothered me a little bit, too. Like, the <laughs> smudgy, smoky eye. I'm like, is that a, was that a thing in Sokovia? Like, was that a trend? I don't know. I don't know that was a thing in 2015. I feel like it was a couple years early, but... Um... I'm not a fan that they killed off um, Pietro too soon. I wish we had... I wish he lasted longer in the MCU. Um, well, they, they, uh, unf- I agree, but unfortunately, they, fortish- they foreshadowed it when Tony's like, no way we're all getting out of this. So they had to kill somebody and they couldn't like screw over Hawkeye again. So <laughs> this is your advertisement to go watch WandaVision if you want more Pietro <laughs> slash Quicksilver. You're welcome. Uh, Shh, don't ruin it for him. Let him don't go say watch. things that are only kind of true. They are true. <laughs> it's true. Go watch it. This movie's got to be at least top five for me, all because of Ultron, all because of the voice that, work. And that tracks. Everything. Completely tracks. If you. it and and I I know we're taking on worst, but if it if it wasn't for James Spader, this would be bottom three most likely. Yeah, a James Spader adds a lot to this movie. I wouldn't maybe go so far as to say it's in my top five. I'm not even sure it's in my top ten, but he yeah. adds a lot to this movie. Agree. And, and like the, f- the first time watching this movie, 
like I know of James Spader, but I didn't know I didn't know him as much as I as I do now. And I'm like, that voice, that's familiar. Mm-hmm. Who who is that? IMDB later. No freaking way. That's that's all I have for my worst. I didn't go I didn't dive too hard into it because I did thoroughly enjoy this movie. And we're also rolling off of uh two of the worst movies in the MCU into that's this adorable. one. So we, we in some we, people's opinions. Oh, we, and Wyatt was just kicked out of the chat. Oops. We, Hi Wyatt. <laughs> um, so my worst is while some of the vision that Thor had um, was good at foreshadowing Thor Ragnarok, some of it was very convenient as far as showing him the Mind Stone stuff. Like, there's no reason that Wanda would have intentionally shown him that. Like, that it, it's out of place. Like, remember how he went back in the pool of sight or the, the mm-hmm. river of sight, whatever it was? Remember how Alyssa fangirled over that because he had his shirt off? Um, Dr. Selvig, yeah. Yeah, so he could like finish the dream, which is fine. But then it like half of his dream is very helpful to the plot, which is not something that she would have done on purpose. So it kind of makes no sense that it was there. It was and I, if for me, it felt like a forced way to push the plot through. I liked his dream. They just kind of did it weird, in my opinion. Um, I also was not a fan of the Prima Nocta joke. However, when you pair it with the sentence that he said beforehand, that he'll be a fair ruler. I think he was saying the second part of that as a joke, like this is obviously not something that's fair or right. So that's the only reason I don't hate it yeah, as much as I do. Yeah, I wish Pepper was there to smack him. I wish somebody would have said something for sure. Again, I wish it was not there in general. Yeah, but when also you... Pepper not being in this movie is on my worst. She wasn't in Civil War either. So or I don't know Jane if she Foster. just- I just they probably had other movies going on um now for the next movie as far as civil war it like at least they're having problems that's why yeah they were like oh there's three female characters we can't have we can't have any more than that guys that's it (laughs) that's how god forbid you have too many attractive women Um, right (laughs) oh I forgot to put in my worst that like Helen Cho was a great character um so I guess I'll put it in my worst that they criminally underused her Yes. Um, let's see. Agree. Ultron should have been more menacing. Absolutely. His voice was menacing enough. It didn't match. Where, his it did actions. not match what they did with him. So back to the whole, if they would have made this a two-parter or something like that, they could have had the ability to expand on it. The article I read that I agree with. So when I look up, when I when I'm trying to compile my worst for movies. Um, I'm generally very positive about them. So I actually have to look up articles and literally my Google searches say um, worst things about whatever movie we do. And then ones that I agree with will be on there because sometimes it's very hard for me to find some things. Usually I'll find like one thing on the watch because I'm usually looking for the pros. Right. So um, the the only reason the, the writer of the article said the only reason they had um, Ultron was for a reason for them to have Sokovia Accords in the next um, Civil War movie. So he was kind of criminally underused too. He was a plot device for a movie he's not even in. So they definitely should have had him more. Um, Once again, Joss Whedon doesn't know what he's doing with Thanos as we get like a quarter of a scene with him later. Um, And then it doesn't even match up him having the Infinity Gauntlet by the time you get to Infinity War. 
Mm. It's like, how long was that giant elf's hands cut off? I thought that kind of thing just happened like recently in comparison to Infinity War, not three years prior. Pretty sure you would have bled out after three years, but I could be wrong. So it's just, it's another inconsistency in the MCU as far as Infinity, like just, just Infinity Stones alone. The MCU is having a hard time keeping um, consistent. I did not think there was enough action in this movie, personally. Hmm. Um, I don't I, agree with that, but interesting I liked take. the action that we had. I think it could have personally been better. Um, also, I agree with you to an extent, Alyssa, on the Black Widow and Bruce Banner um, love you know, thing. It could... I would have liked it more had it been an actual love thing and not like you said, it was like an awkward mix of lust and love. Yeah. The stakes weren't high enough and they wanted us to like give a shit when he disappeared and like it sucked and it was shitty, but I was like the way they go back and forth in the whole movie where she's like, that's really sweet. And she kisses him and then she throws him and she's like, but I need the other guy. I'm like, you don't love him. Child, please. What you doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it it, defi- it definitely could have been portrayed in a much better way that a lot more people I think would have been okay with. I think some people still have a problem with it because they were expecting Hawkeye to be her love interest. And then, you know, I guess they're just not happy with him having a whole ass family, which I think is awesome. Because <laughs> um, it made one of the best jokes in the, in the entire movie. Uh, she's clearly an agent of some kind as she's pregnant as all get out. <laughs> <laughs> And these are smaller agents mm-hmm. <laughs> as the kids run in. So, I mean, and she, and, you know, Barton's wife is super cool. So I, I think they probably underused her a little bit. And then another thing that doesn't track is when Bruce, you know, steals the Quinjet and he clearly flies it somehow to um, whatever planet they were on, Sakaar mm. in Thor Ragnarok. But then at the end of this movie, they're like, oh, we think he splashed down here. How did he splash down there and also crash land on Sakaar? It's another inconsistency that yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's technically a, a, a negative for this movie or if it's a negative for, for Ragnarok, but it's, it's an inconsistency at least. Um, I think that was all of them. I had a <laughs> lot. Uh, I, I, again, I liked this movie there were ways they could have made it um, there are ways you can make every movie better i'm not trying to crap on it but i would not put it in my top five yeah same it's a good movie i like there are scenes that i would watch say on youtube you know frequently but that's about it i would rewatch this movie again absolutely but Mm -hmm. not at the extent i watch others moving on to our final topic of alter ego it's funny we were texting earlier today and you guys were struggling hard on this one i knew right away who was of course you did i knew right away so Mm -hmm. andrew i got you as nick fury Ooh. Um, (laughs) you'll see why that you'll see why that's funny in a minute so sick of everyone's bs and puts plans in motion whether everyone agrees or not i kind of see your professional career kind of somewhat doing that or somewhat of a oh i definitely did that at public school all the time uh, I remember you telling me stories <laughs> of that. Um, Alyssa, I got you as Vision. Ooh, I like it. Okay, that's um, really good. 
you know, obviously Vision is a Jarvis kind of hybrid thing, mm. um, you know, and Jarvis let Tony make all the mistakes and then but was responsible for cleaning up his mess after. So that's how that's how I see Alyssa with us is that you, you let us make our mistakes, but you end up cleaning house and wrecking everybody, you know, towards the the end or towards the end of what we're, what we're working on. <laughs> True enough. Myself, I self, myself, selfishly, I put Ultron because he doesn't want to inspire to be anything that James Spader creates. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> realistically, <laughs> probably a Hawkeye. Because um, this is Hawkeye's movie. Like you as said. much as yeah. it's Tony's movie, I think it's Hawkeye's movie too. It's it's kind of them yeah. fixing how underused he was in the first Avengers movie. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I'll go next. So I gave everybody two because it was so difficult for me. Oh, I thought <laughs> about doing that too. And then it was getting too complicated. <laughs> so Alyssa, I've got Dr. Helen Cho, um, often the smartest girl in the room, um, mm-hmm. would reject going to a party unless she knew Thor was going to be there because <laughs> she has too much work to do as <laughs> you have work to facts. do for a presentation tomorrow. But Facts. if someone you liked that much was at a party, you'd go, which is <laughs> totally fine. Uh, don't remind then, me about work tomorrow. <laughs> and then I have her as Nick Fury. Um, because okay. if I were to screw something up like Tony did, and like like how he's like, do me a favor, try not to bring it to life. If I screwed up something, you'd be like, do me a favor, try not to do that again. You would totally <laughs> give me crap for that. Yep. Um, Wyatt. Um I got you as Tony for the first one, um, especially his line where he's like, I'm not, I'm not in charge or anything. I just pay for everything, make everyone look cooler. I can picture <laughs> you saying about that about the podcast. I just pay for any, everything and make us sound cooler. <laughs> I could totally see that. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have uh, Natasha Romanoff for you, um, specifically <laughs> for the what? <laughs> I say what? Specifically, <laughs> specifically for one line, how she makes fun of Clint. And it's how I imagine you make fun of me. Oh, come on. Us pretending to need this guy really brings the team together. You would definitely make fun of me. Yeah. So that I'm, I'm like, that, that'll that work just for that. Myself, yeah. I have um, Captain America. I'm not big on cursing or preemptive strikes, kind of like what he was given crap to Tony for. Because if, if you think about it, like his Ultron project was a little bit of a preemptive strike. Um. And then I also conversely have myself as Tony. I would definitely do stupid things that um, not everyone would side with me for to protect my friends or family. I would often do these things without thinking. And then I definitely agree with Alyssa when you said the whole boom, you ready? For, you looking for this? Definitely me, um, yep. even though that was Brody. Yep. So let's see. I have Andrew first in my notes. So this was really difficult. And I feel like I came up with this like five minutes before we started recording, (laughs) but I don't hate it. So I had Andrew as Pietro. I'm sorry that you died in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's that's the character. my dad. I didn't want to say cap for the 50th time. Um, So Pietro has a close bond with his sibling and would, you know, commit the ultimate sacrifice to even save a complete stranger. Um, you know, you're carrying at Wyatt's wedding. <laughs> um, this is also Marvel's version of the flash. So you're welcome for that. Um, Appreciate it. 
<laughs> Quicksilver. And um, just reading some notes I found on Wikipedia to support my argument, um, Pietro handed out supplies, including medicine for an elderly man who couldn't afford insurance, got a football for Costell, and a fancy Paris dress for Zrinka in, in an attempt to flirt with her. Wanda warned him that he would get shot if he kept stealing, and Pietro began to question her decision to let Tony Stark go free. Costell then approached the pair and told them that Iron Man was waiting at a nearby church. So um, just kind of like leading up to the events of everything like here um, in the film, we're getting like more from the canon of like all these nice things that you would do for these people that are some complete strangers and some people that you love and care about. So I feel like that's very very nice. You're very welcome. Um, For Wyatt, I had Hawkeye. Um, I loved his moment where he says, I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. (laughs) So I feel like that's very Wyatt (laughs) to be like, I have a podcast. None of this makes sense. Um, Basically, he gives a pep talk to Wanda because she's like a new team member. And so I feel like you're that person who could be like very encouraging to people on your team. You're very encouraging to us on your podcast team. You're very much a family man. You're very protective of your girls. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, Hawkeye was was definitely you. Oh. <laughs> and for me, it was so hard to pick because we had so many amazing characters in this film. I had like a mix of Maria and Natasha. And like, I wanted to even throw Wanda in there. And I was like, I don't know, this is a lot. Um, when Maria's has her scene at the dinner party, and um, it's with Rhodey, Stark, and Thor. And and Rhodey says, so no, Pepper, she's not coming. And Tony says, no. And Maria says, what about Jane? Where are the ladies, gentlemen? And they're, you know, all saying these things. And um, Maria says, yeah, they must be pretty busy because they'd hate missing you guys get together. Testosterone! <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, like, I feel like that. That was me. And then Thor's like, want a lozenge? And she's like, mm-hmm. and she like leaves. Um, I feel like that's very me. Um, Natasha doing the very like detailed explanation of Wanda and Pietro for them to just be like, what does that mean? And she goes, he's fast and she's weird. <laughs> that was very relatable. I feel like I do that at work all the time because I'm very chatty. Um, you already said pretending we need this guy keeps the team together. I would absolutely say that. I almost had that for you um, specifically for that, but why it gives me more crap than you do. <laughs> um, and then obviously like uh, Maria saying bad language word. <laughs> Did you tell like, everybody about that? Right. Feels like very me too. So I kind of yo-yoed throughout the film and was like relating to both of them. Well guys, the city is flying with fighting an army full of robots. This podcast is ending. I have a bow and arrow and the edit button edit but so fortunately we have to end with this podcast <laughs> tonight so I think it makes sense <laughs> we are definitely thankful to have andrew back with us healthy Yay! ready That's to go not dead. To be here and healthy you yes. survived the movie you survived the movie and much, much worse and the than that and the vid yes. and the vid the rona i asked my <laughs> i asked my mom while i had uh covid i was like would it be wrong if i started singing my corona 
Oh my gosh. And she was just like, that's such a terrible joke on many levels. I think, I think somebody made a parody with that song. Like I've been saying that for like week. a year oh, yeah. and a half. I'm sure yeah. they did. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, join us next week where we deep dive into Ant-Man. And the week after that, we are wrapping up phase two with our Ask the Avengers. Please send Ooh. in your questions via social media, text, phone call, um, smoke signal, however you <laughs> get a hold of us. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.